Hey there, this is Honey. Welcome back. Today's topic is about adult chat rooms and dating. Do those two things go together? I have a big opinion on this topic. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> um, and so I'm just going to jump right into this topic. You may have thought about this before. It may never have occurred to you. I don't know. But if you go to adult chat rooms, like the one that I am a cam model on, which is Chatterbait, there's also Strip Chat, and there are others. Back 20 years ago, I had a website that had a streaming cam on it. So I was a cam model independently for myself, um, which, by the way, I will be doing again very soon. Side note, I'll talk about that later. But if you do frequent these types of adult-oriented chat rooms, would you use that platform to find a date? In other words, date the model. Is that something you've ever thought about doing? Is it something you've seen other people do? Um, like I said, I, I, you know I have a huge opinion on this. I have some personal experience that I'll share with you. And um, yeah, so stay tuned for the next 20 minutes or so. I will talk to you about this subject. I think it's pretty interesting. And if you have any thoughts on it, please, as, us as usual, uh, go ahead and email me or message me and let me know what you think. I'm always open to hear your thoughts on any topic I discuss. So, dating and adult websites, dating and adult chat rooms. Have you ever gone into an adult chat room and thought that you were going to date the cam model? I guess that's the main question. So, over the last two years since I've been on Chatterbait and in OnlyFans, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I have been asked out, I mean, at least every day, I've been offered money, plane tickets, accommodations. I've had, I've had men from different countries tell me that they were going to all get together and pull their money to have me come over to do a meet and greet um, in, in different countries. So I'm, I'm here to say that it definitely happens. Men do go on to adult chat sites and hope to date a model. I know of some men that I've talked to who have dated cam models. None of them have been successful as far as becoming a relationship, but they have met. I don't know anybody who had a sexual relationship with a cam model, but I do know men who have met in-person cam models one-to-one -one on a so-called date. So it definitely happens at least to some extent. But is it realistic to go to a an adult-oriented campsite and think you're going to get a date with the model? I don't know. I mean, I guess that's the question because I've heard 
varying opinions on that. I've heard cam models talk about it on a podcast before. And they basically belittled the men. They made fun of them for even thinking that they would be able to go out with one of them. And talked about the men like they were nothing more than a minor annoyance. And uh, I have myself begun, I will say, somewhat of a relationship, friendships with some men on campsites, on my campsites. And I never got to the point where I would date one, but I did definitely get to the point where uh, we had friendly conversation. And I guess if I were single, I could see for some of them, it could possibly have led to more. Now, I need to be fully transparent here. I talk about this right now. Everything I'm saying is in my today, my now experience as, as honey 2022. <laughs> uh, why do I say that? Okay. I say that because 23 years ago, actually... 23, 24, 25 years ago, I had my original campsite that I spoke of in the beginning of this podcast. I had a private website that I had built for me and on it, I had a chat room that was public. And then I had a chat room that was private and included streaming cam. Members would get into that private site. And um, I would do basically what I do today in my chat room. During that period of time, I had that, that campsite for three years. During that period of time, I met a man and I talked to him for two years and ended up meeting him and wait for it. <laughs> I married him and we were married for 21 years. We're actually still married. So it's 23 years later, but we, we did break up in, uh, 2020. So at the end of that year, uh, so we're no longer together, but we were together for over 20 years and I met him on my campsite. He was in Indiana. I was in California. We talked for two years. We both got out of relationships and we ended up together. So my opinion, at least 20 plus years ago, was that you definitely could meet a cam model and have a relationship with them. Now, honey, 2022 still does believe that, but I do not believe that an adult webcam site is the best place to be looking for a relationship. At least if you're not, if you're looking for a serious relationship of any kind, it's probably not the best place. I mean, sure. If you met me, I would be loyal and 
I would be loving and kind if we, you know, if we clicked and we got, got along and, um, I'd be trustworthy and honest and all of those things. Um, but Hey, let's face it. Not everybody is honey, <laughs> right guys? <laughs> so I personally, I do not think that a adult campsite is the best place to be looking for your next, you know, last kiss. Uh, you want to just have some fun? Sure. Why not? Um, but, and I will also say this, it's a great place to make friends. I do have a lot of friends uh, who I have met on my campsite. And I imagine some of these friends will continue to be friends even after I am no longer on cam. I just, I'm just not certain that today's cam world is the best place to find a lasting relationship or a drama-free relationship or, you know, anything that could be uh, classified <laughs> as a good relationship. Now, could it happen? Sure, it could. Come on, guys. Anything can happen. Um, I just don't think the odds are in your favor. Now, you may disagree with me, and that is welcome. Please disagree with me. As a matter of fact, send me your emails and tell me of your successful relationships with cam models. I would love to hear it. And I'd love to do an update to this podcast and tell everybody that there's still hope for them if they are seeking to have a relationship with a cam model. <laughs> um, and on that note, do I get serious um, inquiries as to having a date? I mean, I, I, you know, I talked about the guys that that want to pay for me to come and meet them and what have you. Those are guys who strictly want sex. Uh, period. Those are not guys who are actually looking for dates or anything uh, in a, um, you know, a ongoing way. But yes, I have had men and I do have men who attempt to cultivate real life uh, friendships that can lead into a relationship. Absolutely. Um, and again, I'm not saying that it can't happen. I'm just saying it's not the best way for me anyway, to find a lasting relationship. And at this point in my life, I would like a lasting relationship. I'm not in a position to, you know, mar get married but I am in a position to have an ongoing relationship, a mutually respectful, satisfying, drama-free relationship with somebody. Somebody who mutually wants to spend time with me and I with them, you know, and, and all that. I, I am in a position to do that. And I don't think... I'm going to find what I'm looking for on an adult campsite. You know, having said that, 
I never say never. As you notice, I said I don't think. <laughs> I don't think that it's going to happen. The odds are not in my favor uh, for that to happen. So, do I do I think you should stop looking to date a cam model? Hell no. Guys, go for it. Do what you want. Um, you see somebody on cam that you think is your soulmate? <laughs> go for it. Uh, the only thing I'll say is, you know, don't play any games. It might be an adult cam site, but, you know, she's still a person. So don't play games. Be yourself. Don't be overbearing. Don't be obnoxious. Follow the ru rules in the cam room, and that's going to get you a long way. And uh, just have fun, guys. That's what we're there for, is to have fun. And if you get something else out of it, awesome. Just don't, you know, decide you have to have that woman and that it's going to happen or not and become an, uh, an obsessed fan. That's not a good look. And that's sort of, you know, how these cam models mostly look at guys on their cam sites, no matter what they say. Um... Not all, you know. I'm just saying, and you know this is true. When somebody is putting themselves out there like that, they're really not um, in a in a place to be very trust trusting of those who are watching them. So yeah, yeah. I I would not. I definitely would not recommend Chatterbait or Strip Chat or any of the other campsites as a place to get your dates, guys. Um, although I, I don't even know if I recommend Tinder or Bumble or what are some of the other ones? Um, Plenty of Fish. There are so many places out there to look. Uh, I don't think I recommend any of that. Why don't you go to the library? Go to the library or go to Barnes and Noble if you still have one around. Um, go to Starbucks. Hang out. Meet some locals. Maybe that'll work. <laughs> meet somebody face-to-face. -face. Good old-fashioned one-on-one. And that just might work better for everybody. So anyway, that is not only my opinion, but my experience with cam modeling and dating. I realize I married someone off my campsite. So yeah, it can happen. That was over 20 years ago, but it can happen. Um, although let me, let me add this qualifier to that little, little bit of a footnote guys. The reason we ended up breaking up me and the man that I married from my cam site is because he was not who he presented himself to me as. I knew him for two years before I even met him. Two years I developed a idea of who this person was. Um, 
this is what I will say about that. I, I moved too quickly after meeting him for the first time. We got married under two months later. Um, or just about two months later, we got married. And I should not have done that. He was not the person that I believed him to be. Now, he was nothing dangerous. He wasn't a criminal or anything like that. But he was not somebody that I could live my happily ever after with. And I did, I did live a life with this person for over 20 years. Did the best I could. But see, eventually it fell apart. Because you, you, you have to be with the right person. And my ideas on, on dating has changed dramatically since I married him. Um, and maybe that's why I feel the way I do about cam models and dating nowadays, too. I just don't think the the venue is such a place that you get a good feel for the real person. So if you're willing to get to know somebody online, but then still spend as an equal amount of time in real life, getting to know them again and expect that they are going to be a different person in, in person, then that's good. Do that. Don't meet somebody online and expect them to be that person when you meet them. Keep your expectations low. If they are even close to the person they present them as online, you will be pleasantly surprised. And if they're not, you won't be disappointed. But what you will be is you will not, or yeah, what you won't be <laughs> is you won't get hurt. You won't get frustrated. You won't get, have to go through all that drama after you've kind of made a commitment to somebody and then discover who they are. So there's a lot of pitfalls to dating online. Um, and I think there's even more when it comes to finding somebody on a, an adult campsite. All right. That's my opinion. That's my story. <laughs> As usual, I'm so grateful that you guys are listening. I hope that you will rate my podcast um, positively. I also want to tell you about my uh, project that I have happening right now. And I've talked to you about it before. I'll mention it again. I have a website that is being built. It's The Honey Hive. And... Um, it won't be done probably for a couple of months, but on the Honey Hive, I will be able to stream so I won't have to go to other uh, websites any longer to do my, my uh, cam shows. So I'll, I'll do everything under my own umbrella, my own website. Streaming, chatting, photo galleries, video galleries, um, everything. And there will be memberships um, available. And they will range in price. So this is a monthly price from $2.99 to $8.99. And, of course, with the $8.99, that's my, my special tier for my fan club members. And they will get everything that's offered on the website. And um, my podcast will be accessible from the website as well. I'm really excited about it. I hope you guys will come see it when it's finished. I'll keep you updated here. If you want to follow along um, to uh, find out 
the progress. You can follow me on Twitter. And, um, oh gosh, you know, I said I didn't want to do this because I wouldn't remember. Let's see. My Twitter is I'm Honey 62 and it's H-U-N-N-Y. I'm Honey 62 And I do have one for the website as well. And I can't remember it. So if you go to I'm Honey 62 and follow that Twitter, I will put information on there. And I have before. So if you look through my feed, you'll find it um, about the Twitter account that is for the website. That way you can follow the progress and be one of the first on the site once it's ready. All right. And as usual, I'm on Chatterbait every day, morning and afternoon. You can search me. Hello, I'm Honey. H-U-N-N-Y. And um, the easiest way to find me if I'm on, just do hashtag mature or hashtag MILF. And if I'm on, I'll pop up. And uh, I have my OnlyFans page, which is simply I'm Honey, H-U-N-N-Y. Just go to OnlyFans and search I'm Honey. You'll find me. At that is $4.99 a month. All right, guys. Those are all the different ways you can get a hold of me. I would love to hear from you. I hope I do hear from you. Let me know what you think of my podcast. Let me know what you think about dating a cam model. Is that for you? Do you think you can do it? Let me know. And until next time, see you later. Bye-bye. Good morning, guys. How are you? I have missed you. I'm back. This is Honey. Welcome to the Honey Hive. You are very welcome. I am very happy to have you here. So the first thing I want to do is I want to apologize for my absence. I have not made a podcast in about three weeks, maybe more. And the reason why is, well, you know, you know, it's just all an excuse, but uh, first I was out of town, then I was sick, somewhat sick. My head was congested, and I couldn't talk to you with my head like that. No, it wouldn't have sounded good. <laughs> so anyway, I am better now, can you tell? And I'm ready to talk to you um, about a topic that I think you will find interesting, if if not interesting, at least informative. Uh, and I think you'll like the title. Uh, the title is I Fuck My Boyfriend, Not My Husband. Provocative now? <laughs> Isn't that naughty? Mm, so you guys know me. You know that there is more to this title than meets the eye. So let me just jump right in. All right. I Fuck My Boyfriend not my husband. What? Well, let me, let me elaborate a little. I fuck my boyfriend with my husband's permission. Actually, it's not with his permission. It was with his blessing. It doesn't matter whether he likes it or not. So I don't need his permission. You're probably thinking, honey, 
You're so mean. How could you be so mean and disrespectful? All right. I'm not mean. I'm not disrespectful. The fact that I talked to the man and uh, made sure that he understood that I was going to have a boyfriend in the first place was very respectful. Okay. So would you like a little backstory before you get all judgy? <laughs> okay. So about, and I won't go into all the details out of respect for my ex, but about 12 years ago, I discovered that he was betraying me. We'll just leave it at that. He betrayed me. Um, and I will say I was a good wife. I truly was. The person that you see today is the same person I was during my marriage. I, I, I'm a very loyal person. I'm a very supportive person. I'm a very forgiving person. I'm agreeable. I always try to see the other side of a, an argument. So even when I get upset, and even when I think I'm right and I feel wronged, I will try to take myself out of my, you know, position, my shoes, and I'll try to see it from the other person's point of view so that I can offer them some compassion and understanding. So that's how I live my life. Yeah, it's difficult at times, <laughs> but that's what I offered him. We were married for 21 years and that's what I gave him. I never cheated. I never looked at another man lustfully. I just didn't. That's just not in my DNA. There's nothing wrong with you if you are that way. I'm not. It's just not who I am. Now, y'all know I'm into swinging. I love the thought of having having a MFM. Um, I love the thought of my man watching me or wanting to see me fuck another guy. So I, I do not do these things when I'm in a committed relationship because I'm a prude or anything like that. It's just not who I am. It just doesn't turn me on to cheat or to think about cheating or to need that in my life. It's just not who I am. Okay. So enough on why I don't do it. I just don't want you to feel like I'm judging you because I'm not. If, if fantasizing about other women is what gets your gets you going when you masturbate, I really don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Um, uh, it's just not me. So, so that's what he had in a marriage with me for 21 years. I tried to get over the betrayal and then he betrayed me again on a much lesser level about six months later. At that point, I was done, but I didn't want my kids to know what he had done. And so I stayed with him and I told him that I am going to stay. I'm going to stay. I'm going to make it work. I don't want anybody to ever know what you did because they all love you so much and they think of you as a certain type of guy. And I don't want to be the reason that they ever think differently of you. So like if we, if we break up 10 years from now, it won't be because of that. Well, we did break up about 10 years later and it was mostly still because of the betrayal. Um, 
basically we got to a point where the sex hadn't been good almost our entire marriage. Uh, well, I mean, it was, it was good in the first few years, but okay, guys, I, I'm going to say it. And this might not be a very popular thing to say, but it was good because of me. He was a very introverted, very meek, uh, reject, fearing, rejection, fearing man. He would not make a move. That takes a toll on a person, right? After so many years, if the other person never initiates sex, the sex is not good. It's only good when you're really horny, which fortunately, I'm really horny a lot of the time. So we managed to continue having sex throughout our marriage because of me. <laughs> so when, when I started getting involved again, and I told him when we got married, I, he told me when we got married, if you ever want to go back to swinging um, or that whole lifestyle, if you ever want to get involved with any of that again, you're camming because I was a cam model before we got married. You're modeling because I did nude modeling. If you ever want to, to get into any of that, and I was a stripper and he, it was carte blanche. If you ever want to do that, I will allow it. I will not say anything because I know you're giving it up for me, not because you want to, but because I want you to. So I'm like, that's cool. And if he had never betrayed me, I would never have got to the point where I wanted to bring it back into my life. Um, our life. When I first got back into this, which was about three years ago, I was still with him. And I told him, I want to start doing this again. I wanted to get an OnlyFans page. I wanted to, um, to uh, eventually I wanted to get on Chatterbait. Uh, I started talking to him about being with other people together. Um, it fueled his anger. He was angry. He was angry that after 20 years, I decided I wanted to get back into this. I reminded him that he promised me and I reminded him that he betrayed me and that this probably never would have happened otherwise. So he accepted it eventually. Over the next four months, he hated it. He started following me, like tracking me on a GPS. He would question my every move. He didn't trust me, which I can understand why. This is a person who cheated. He had a cheater's mentality because he cheated in all his previous relationships. I'm not saying once a cheater, always a cheater, but you have a distrustful mind when you're a cheater. So there was that. And then the fact that I was doing what I was doing, which is a difficult thing to live with under the best circumstances. I was going and turning men on constantly. I was doing private shows. I was taking phone calls. I was on cam naked. I was making men come and I was loving it. So he couldn't handle it. And after a few months of that, I eventually popped. I lost it. Let's put it this way. I took all my anger, the reasons that I had to leave him, and I shoved them inside a box and I put them on a shelf and I told him, I will not leave. I will not fight you on what you did. I will not bring it up. I will learn to live with us the way we are and not make you pay for what you did. I'll make us happy. I will work on it. So I took that box and I put it on the shelf and I ignored it.
And when he started distrusting me and treating me the way he did, and it was horrible. When he would come home at night, the first thing he'd do is start questioning me. Um, he made life very stressful. And so one day the box came down, it opened up, everything flew out of it. And I just went off on him and I was done. Our marriage was over. And I told him, and I had been warning him. I had been warning him this was going to happen. I warned him. I told him, this isn't good. What The way you're acting is not good. I'll forgive you. I'll forgive you. I'll forgive you. But one day, it's just going to come out of nowhere, and I'm going to be gone. Well, I didn't leave, but I was done. And I told him, I'm done. Probably took about two weeks for him to finally realize I was serious. It took about a month for me to ask him to leave the room and to go to the guest room. And this was about two years ago, almost two years ago. And um, so he moved out and went to the guest room. Over time, he, he did learn that this was not going to be a friends with benefits situation. This was not going to be exes having sex every once in a while because we lived in the same house. We agreed to not get divorced for family reasons out of consideration for our family. And it, I'm not going to go into it here, but it was for family reasons. He agreed. I agreed. We decided to give it a go, try to live in the same house together. And when we're with our family, we appear to be together still. And that's what we do. We've been doing it for, as I said, almost two years. And, and it hasn't been without its, its um, hiccups, but it's working. Probably about five or six months after I ended it with him, I decided I wanted to date because the truth is he had done such a number on me over the years that I honestly didn't feel very attractive. But being on cam, you know, taking that step and putting myself out there, of course, I started feeling better about myself. And so I eventually decided I wanted to date. And I told him we had a talk one day in the car. We were driving around um, one Sunday. And I told him, what would you think about me dating? And he said that he felt it was that I was a hypocrite, that I never, um, I never approved of people who have extramarital affairs. And I said, well, yeah, that, that is true. And I still don't, but here, hear me out. And I explained to him that I wouldn't, I would not uh, have an affair with a man who is in a committed uh, love relationship that it might be difficult for me to find somebody, but I wanted somebody in my similar situation, somebody who is in a relationship that once was based in love, that, that once was a marriage that no longer is, but for whatever reason that's personal to themselves, they can't leave. They can't get divorced. Um, I wanted somebody who, if his wife found out she would not be devastated like I ruined her life. And and as it turned out, there were a lot of men who claimed to be in this situation. So it, it wasn't like it was going to be hard to find somebody. There'd just be a lot of vetting involved to make sure they were being honest. And I told him all of that. And he agreed with me that um, if that were the case... If I actually did find someone and that was, that was their situation, he agreed it wouldn't be cheating. He agreed that that I would not be a cheater in his eyes. And I said, um, I mean, that's, that's all I wanted. 
I just wanted to feel like I wasn't doing something wrong. If I'm going to live in this loveless, sexless marriage as roommates, I want to be able to have a relationship that fulfills emotional and sexual needs, right? And he agreed. He does not date. That's his choice. I actually try to get him to, but he won't. But that's that's another, you know, that's, that's his story. Um, I dated a few guys. I ended up finding someone. Uh, and it, it took the better part of that year to find someone that I clicked with, had good chemistry with. Um, you guys know, because I've, I've talked about our sex on this podcast. Um, I, uh, it, it took a while and I, I won't even go into his and my relationship because that's, that's a whole nother story. Uh, but, but that's what happened with my ex. That's the reason why I fuck my boyfriend and not my husband because I'm not with my husband. So as provocative as that title sounds, that's all there is to it. I just, I just don't have sex with my, with my husband anymore. I'm not married to him. We don't have a relationship. I have sex with my boyfriend. Um, and that's what I, that's what I like. And we, uh, explore the swinging lifestyle. We, we explore alternative lifestyles. Um, I went for 21 years with very mundane, um, lackluster, uh, sex. And now, uh, I, it, it, my boyfriend and I, we've been, we've been seeing each other for a, just a t like a week or two over a year. And he um, and I, I think we still have amazing chemistry. And there's a train going by. Can you hear it? Of course, it stops honking. Anyway, um, we still have amazing chemistry. We've had, you know, some bumps ourselves. Uh, but we have amazing chemistry. I honestly think our chemistry gets better as time goes on. Um, do I think that the situation is perfect? No, no, I do not. Uh, mostly because emotions get involved. I can't really speak, you know, for him, but because I don't like to, you know, talk about what other people think or feel, but for myself, emotions get involved and it's been a learning process for me. This is a whole new experience for me. And I don't know that I recommend it for any of you out there. Um, I don't know that I would be like, yeah, do it. But I can say that if you're in a situation where you're in a sexless marriage and you have a, I don't know what they, what do they call that? A, um, no, don't speak, don't tell, don't, I don't know what it's called no tell. There's a term that they used to use in the military. Um, so basically, if you know that each of you have a boyfriend or girlfriend or are meeting your sexual needs elsewhere, but you don't talk about it, it's just an unwritten rule that, that you have other people because you don't have each other. If that's the case, I have tons of advice for you. <laughs> I, I can tell you about my situation and I'm happy to. So email me. All right. Hello, I'm honey at gmail.com. Spell honey, H-U-N-N-Y, and you'll find me. Email me any questions you might have, because at this point, I am a wealth 
of information. And I'm here to tell you that it is a growing experience. It's a growing relationship. It is constantly growing and changing. And you have to be open and you have to be flexible minded. You have to be understanding and you have to be willing to listen for a relationship like this to work. And if you're not, if you're both not going to do it, one of you better be willing to pick up the slack for both of you. Because it's not an easy relationship to navigate. But it is a very, very rewarding and fulfilling one, especially if you're in a no a sexless, you know, no relationship marriage, then it, I just don't think that I could be happier at this time considering my situation. So, yeah. So there you have it. I fucked my boyfriend, not my husband. And that's why. And I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Gave you something to think about. Maybe you just think I am a tramp. And that's okay. You're entitled to your opinion. Everything I talk about is just my opinion. Means nothing. But maybe it uh, inspires some thought or conversation. That's all I can hope for, right? Today on CAM, I learned that it inspires uh, orgasms. And that made me very happy. Uh, it's not something new to to, uh, to my podcast. I hear it all the time, but it was nice hearing it today. I had a couple of guys come into my CAM this morning and, and tell me that they love my podcast and they listen to it so that they can masturbate. <laughs> I like it. So if that's what you use my podcast for, more power to you. I'm okay with that. All right, guys, that's it for this week. I've got a ton more in me, guys. I'm speaking about titles for podcasts, topics. I have a lot to say. So come back next week. All right, I'll be here. All right, guys. Remember, you can find me on Twitter, Honey's Hive, H-U-N-N-Y-S-H-I-V-E, Honey's Hive. You can find me on OnlyFans. I'm Honey. Honey's always H-U-N-N-Y. You can find me on email. Hello, I'm Honey at Gmail. And I'm also having a website built, guys. I have this amazing man. Hello, Jay. That is building my website, and I'm so excited. He is working so hard. I can't wait to unveil it for you. And it's also honeyshive.com. All right, guys, as long as you remember the honey is H-U-N-N-Y, you'll always find me. All right. I love you. I missed you so much. I'm happy to be back. And I can't wait till the next time so we can talk and, I don't know, maybe... Maybe you'll masturbate and come for me. If you do, let me know. All right. Bye, guys. Mwah.